This episode of Turns Out I'm Into It is brought to you by the Harley Rabbit Audio Playhouse, a virtual club specialising in kink and BDSM audio fantasies. These aren't audiobooks, they're immersive audio experiences that put you in the story, allowing you to explore your deepest, darkest fantasies, all within the privacy of your own headphones. Specialising in CNC and other forms of sexual power play, these stories are not for the faint-hearted. But if you're curious, then follow the Harley Rabbit to harleyrabbit.com. Right now, we're offering listeners of this podcast a 25% discount on a fantasy of your choice. Use the code INTOIT23 at the checkout and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hello, hello there. Welcome back to Turns Out I'm Into It, the show all about helping you let go of shame so you can live your best sex life. My name is Harley Rabbit and I hope you are having a wonderful day uh, or evening or afternoon, whatever time it is in your part of the world. Um, I just checked the stats on this podcast this morning and we are actually getting some listeners from all across the world, which makes me really, really excited. I've got, um, obviously, our, our biggest audience is in Australia, which makes sense considering I'm Australian. Um, but next to that, we've got lots of you guys coming in from the States, from Canada, a few people from Belgium, Singapore, India, Mexico. We've got one listener in Italy. So whatever part of the world you're from, thank you so much for dropping in. I'm really excited to have you here. It has been a pretty big week this week for me. Um, in some good ways and some not so fun ways, I unfortunately have to get my wisdom teeth out, um, which I'm terrified about. I had my, uh, the other side done a few years ago and it was not a fun time. So I'm not looking forward to having it done again. Um, but I am looking forward to having no more wisdom tooth pain cause it sucks. Um, but I may or may not miss next week's podcast, um, because I'll be resting and recovering. We'll see how organized I am to um, get something recorded beforehand. But if not, if you don't hear from me, um, just send me some some get well wishes and I'll be back to you the following week. Now, today I want to talk about this concept of core desires, which I've mentioned um, a couple of episodes ago. Um, this is a key concept from this book that I'm reading at the moment called Coming Together. Um, and I'll put a, um, link to that in the show notes. If you'd like to read it, it's a very good book. Um, I feel like I've been reading it for ages. I'm I'm a bit of a slow reader, but it's because I, when I find things that I really want to absorb, I tend to take my time with them. Um, and I've also been taking the opportunity to do some of the exercises in the book with Slade, my partner as well, which has been really fun. Um, but yeah, one of the key concepts from this book is about core desires. And this concept is really fascinating to me because it really changes the way you think about sex. Now, for a lot of people, through no fault of their own, this is just generally the way society looks at sex. It's basically about this pursuit of having an orgasm. Um, and while orgasms are great fun, they aren't really the whole point. Or if they are the whole point, you might be missing out on some of the best parts of what sex can be. The best way I can think to um, sort of put this in an analogy is if you think about sex being like a movie and the orgasm is like the the big 
finale or the, the, the climactic ending to that movie. Now, that's a really fun and exciting part of the film and you really want that part, but it's not the whole reason you watch the movie. Like if you just put a movie on and skipped, you know, 80% of it right to the end and just watched that ending, it probably wouldn't carry the same amount of excitement, right? So the reason that we really watch movies is because we want to be taken on a journey. We want to have an experience and feel things. Movies make us feel things. And sex is no different. To me, one of the, the, the biggest reasons why sex is so amazing is because it really takes you out of your everyday life and transports you to another place where you can have an experience. You can experience a feeling, especially kinky sex. It really takes that to another level. So in today's episode, I really want to do a bit of a deep dive into these feelings that we want to have during sex. Because if we can work out what they are, sex is likely going to be a hell of a lot more fun. Where things get super interesting is the feelings that we want to have during sex are super different from person to person. And that's why we have so much variety in sex. So one person might enjoy feeling loved and adored or even worshipped during sex. That might be the feeling they want to have that makes them excited. Whereas another person might like to feel used or objectified or even humiliated. Unfortunately, because the world is super judgy about sex, um, some of these feelings are more socially acceptable than others. So um, wanting to feel passionate and and special and uh, loved during sex is quite socially acceptable. It's something we see on TV all the time. Um, but if you are more into feeling humiliated or forced or degraded, those kinds of things, um, that might be less socially acceptable and therefore more difficult to talk about with your partner. I have talked about this in more detail on a previous episode, so I'm not going to go too far into that rabbit hole today. Um, but I just wanted to say that regardless of the social acceptability of your core desires, they are all completely valid and normal and probably a lot more common than you think, regardless of your gender too. Thinking about the way you want to feel during sex can really help you understand better what works for you, what's going to be the most arousing and the most exciting in the bedroom. And it's also going to make it a lot easier to communicate those desires with your partner. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while now, um, you'd probably be aware that I make kinky audio fantasies. Um, but if this is news to you, basically in my previous life, I was a audio um, music production person. Um, and since I've gotten really involved in the kink scene, I've taken those skills and applied them to creating kinky audio fantasies. Um, and I'm actually going to play you an example of one of those later in this episode, just to, so you can get a bit of a clearer understanding of what I mean by that. Um, but as I've been learning more and more about this concept of core desires, about these feelings that we want to have during sex, I've been able to reflect on the audio fantasies that I'm creating. And I can see that each of them is really creating different feelings for the listener to experience. So I thought these would be a really good example of how 
our fantasies help us to have these feelings that we want. Um, Just a quick disclaimer here. I'm going to get quite descriptive about some of my fantasies in this episode. Um, And a lot of them are CNC based. So there's a lot of consensual non-consent play involved. Um, So just a heads up there, if that's going to be too much for you or triggering for you in any way, you might want to listen to the rest of this episode. Um, but if you're curious to learn more about CNC play and how those fan- those types of fantasies can um, create these desirable feelings and why those feelings might be a good thing, um, then this episode is probably going to be quite interesting. Okay, so I would like to focus today. I make lots of different audio fantasies because I have lots of different fantasies. But the one I wanted to focus on today is called the abduction series. And this is a, well, it's going to be a five part series. Um, I've just finished creating the fourth part um, last week. And this is, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. This is a abduction fantasy. So basically the overall story is a woman is out for her afternoon walk and she is kidnapped by a man um, and taken back to his home and kept there as his plaything. Um, and slowly as their dynamic evolves, um, it goes from kidnapper slash victim dynamic to kind of a Stockholm syndrome kind of dynamic where she actually starts to enjoy being in that submissive role and owned by him. So there's a lot of psychological power play in this fantasy, something that I'm really into. Um, And it's been a lot of fun to create this story and really show that evolution of how that dynamic evolves um, throughout the different episodes. So let's start with chapter one of this series. It's called The Tourist. And the plot of this part of the fantasy is basically woman out for her afternoon walk. She's approached by a man in a car who is claiming to be a tourist and needs directions. And basically that allows him to get close enough to her to grab her. He um, binds her and throws her in the boot of his car and drives her to a quiet secluded country road and gets her out and forces her into sex. Now, as much as that sounds might sound quite extreme, if this is not something you've really thought about before or or if you're not aware that this is a, a very common fantasy that people enjoy. Um, but it is just that. It's very common. Abduction fantasies and rape fantasies are one of the most common fantasies, um, particularly among women. Now, I just have to throw this, this little caveat in here. Anytime I talk about rape fantasies, they do not mean that a woman wants to be raped. A fantasy is a very safe and controlled, consensual environment and very, very different from a real life scenario. So please do not confuse the two. Now, this episode is all about talking about core desires, talking about what feelings we want to have during a sexual experience. So if we reflect on this fantasy, you can see that the feelings that um, from the the victim's perspective, um, the feelings they might have might be fear, they might be feeling very out of control um, and then feeling forced into sex. In this story, one of my favourite parts of the fantasy is actually when 
she gets thrown into the boot of the car and there's this long scene where she's just struggling in this in this blackness this darkness and you can hear all the road sounds and she's been driven away from her life she has no idea where she's going she doesn't know this man or what he's going to do to her it's very scary it's very out of control now why would anyone enjoy this feeling of being out of control well for me personally because this is a big one of mine is that if I'm not in control of a situation it actually helps me let go of a lot of my responsibilities so in my day-to-day normal life. I'm quite a responsible person. I'm very conscientious. I like to have a lot of control over things and that can be really stressful. It can be, there can be a lot of pressure on me to make sure I'm getting things right. And playing in a fantasy like this, getting to experience those out of controlled feelings, again, in a very safe and consensual environment, a, a role play, Um, getting to play with these feelings of being out of control really helps me to let go of all my responsibilities and just be quite free in that moment. Now, whether this is something that you can relate to, um, if you have a submissive persuasion, maybe you can relate to the freedom that feeling out of control gives you. Um, But if not, if if this isn't something you're into, maybe this is going to be a helpful insight in helping you to understand why some people enjoy this feeling. Part two of this series is called The Cage. Um, And this is what happens when the kidnapper gets his victim home. Um, Basically, she does something to piss him off in that moment when she's struggling against him, trying to fight him. Um, So he locks her in a cage in his garage and leaves her there for a long time. Um, So this, the feelings that this fantasy is really bringing about is um, again feeling out of control, feeling fearful, but also confinement and isolation. Now, being confined is another really common core desire for me personally, um, either confined in a cage or being bound and restricted. Um, again, this is about giving me a feeling of taking away my choices so that I don't have any responsibility. In a previous episode, I talked about how being tied up in ropes gives me this feeling where I might be without the ropes. I might be quite in my own head about whether I'm paying enough attention to my partner or if I'm doing the thing that they want me to do. Um, But if I'm tied up, all those choices are taken away and I, I can't do anything but be tied up. And that allows me to really relax into that moment. So this feeling of confinement in a cage is very similar. It also has this added um, degradation to it. Being locked in a cage like an animal feels quite degrading. So another one of my core desires is degradation. And this fantasy really allows me to explore that. Now why I like this feeling of being degraded, I'm, to be honest, probably not as clear on um, as I am with some of my other kinks. But I suspect it's... I can I can give you two reasons that I think 
it might have something to do with. Um, and I reserve the right to be wrong about this because I haven't really figured this one out completely yet. But we'll see. We'll see how I go. So being degraded, being objectified, it's it's basically like being treated as a piece of meat as opposed to being treated with respect as a human being, right? Um, so one side of this is that it allows me to feel owned and that really plays into my submissiveness. I really enjoy that dom-sub dynamic and um, this allows me to feel very much at the other person's mercy but it also puts a lot of focus on my body and my sexual desirability so allow me to get super personal here for a second but that's what this podcast is all about um I think as I've discussed on the show before a lot of these core desires are formed in childhood um usually before they become anything sexual but a lot of them have their roots in childhood. It's just good old psychology, right? Um, and I think as a as a kid or more as a young teenager, when I was coming, going through puberty and starting to be interested in boys and wanting that kind of attention, I was often compared to my sister, who my older sister, who was very attractive and very popular, got a lot of boy attention and good on her. Um but I always felt very secondary to her growing up. I was never as cool as her. I didn't have um, as my boobs weren't as big as hers. I wasn't as skinny as her. And um, I think I really compared myself to her a lot um, in my early teenage years. And this was definitely made worse by my dad. Um, my dad is a good man. But he did make some mistakes as a father. Um, and one of those was that he would often compare us, um, myself and my sister, and he would cruelly call me the ugly duckling. And understandably, that left a bit of an impact on me. Definitely not something that you should say to a 13, 14-year-old girl. Um my dad's theory was that the world is cruel and if he could bring us up tough and we could handle him, then we could handle anything. Um, but in my opinion, probably wasn't the best parenting strategy. I'm only putting this story in here because I know a lot of us are very affected by our parents and the way that we're raised. And these are things that leave an impact on us in our our adult psychology, including our um, kinks and sex life. So anyway, when I look back on my um, like early teenage years, I had a lot of insecurity around my physical appearance and um, didn't feel attractive enough to get male attention. And when I think about my kinks now, it makes a lot of sense for example, being objectified and the feeling that gives me is really the antidote to a lot of these feelings. When you're objectified as a, a piece of meat, and we say piece of meat, but it's not like a steak that you want to eat. It's like something men want to fuck, right? Um, and that makes me feel so desirable and hot and 
it really turns me on. So I think that's the best way I can explain my degradation, objectification kink. Um, maybe those two things are slightly more separate, um, which we can talk about in a later episode. But yeah, hopefully that gives you some insights um, into why someone might want to experience those feelings during sex and, and why those feelings can actually turn you on. Sex is so fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> I, I love this stuff. I think it's really interesting. Um, one of the best things about this, like the, the kink psychology stuff, um, I was having this chat with Slade last night, actually. It's not like when you go to therapy and you talk about your childhood issues because you're trying to fix something. With this stuff, it's like regardless of whether the experience was good or bad, the kink part is great. Like whether it came from a negative experience or a positive experience in childhood, it doesn't matter. Like if it's turned into a kink, it's now means that you are able to enjoy sex in this really interesting way, which is nice because it means even the bad stuff can have a positive outcome. All right. So, um... As promised, I mentioned earlier in the episode that I was going to play you a little clip from one of my audio fantasies, um, just to give you a bit more of an idea of what they sound like and what's involved in them. Um, I have to be very careful about what I share on the show. I'm not 100% clear on the rules of what you can put in a podcast. Um, obviously, this content gets quite explicit and quite sexually violent as well. So I'm just going to play you a clip from the very start of um, this latest chapter that um, I've just finished making. Um, it should be out by the time you hear this podcast. Um, so this is the opening scene to The Date, which is part four of the abduction series. And for a bit of context, um, our female victim has been She's been kept in her kidnapper's house. She's been there for a number of weeks by now. Um, and by this point, he's keeping her in a cage underneath his bed. So she's basically a toy to be used whenever he feels like it. So lots of, lots of objectification here. Um, but yeah, this is a little snippet of an opening scene um, to give you a bit of an insight into what my audio fantasies sound like. All right, here's the clip. Today is a Saturday, I think. The sun's been up for a few hours and he hasn't gone to work. I can hear him sleeping on the bed above me. The door gently swings open. An angel, the cat, wanders into the room. She watches me for a moment. Then she walks closer to the bed and sits down just outside the bars. She looks so soft. I slowly reach out my arm through the bars to touch her. She lets me. I scratch her ears and her eyes close for a moment as she gives me a little purr. Then she jumps up on the bed, out of sight. 
I hear a little meow. Then I hear him as he stirs in the bed sheets. A few moments later, I see his feet hang over the bed. He walks to the wardrobe and I watch his bottom half get dressed. Instead of his usual jeans, he pulls on a pair of black tracksuit pants. His limp cock still large enough to make a visible bulge. Then he heads downstairs to feed his cat, Angel trotting behind him. My initial terror at being trapped in this place has faded. Mostly I'm just bored. So as you can hear, there is a lot of sound detail in these stories. It's not like a regular audio book that's just narration. Um, With these, I really try and create an experience for the listener. The more that I read and understand core desires and that sex is about having experiencing feelings the more that these making these fantasies this way makes sense to me it's not something that I'm creating for people purely to just get off to um there's plenty of porn out there for that um and while I assume that a lot of people do get off to these fantasies they the real purpose of them is more about the experience that they have, the feelings that they have during that fantasy Um, and allowing people to explore those feelings. You know, you might know whether you would enjoy a CNC fantasy. Maybe it's something you're curious about, but you're not really sure um, if it's for you or not. But listening to a fantasy like this will give you the opportunity to find out. Um, And that's why I'm really excited about creating them. I want to create safe and private ways for people to explore their sexual fantasies. If you would like to listen to any of my audio stories, you can find them on my website, harleyrabbit.com. And because you're a podcast listener, you also get a 25% discount. Just use the code intuit23 at the checkout. All right. So before I wrap up this episode, I guess some homework for you guys might be to have a bit of a think about some of your own core desires and what they might be. Think about what kind of feelings do you want to feel during a sexual experience? What feelings feel good to you? Now, if you're not sure on this, a really good place to start is to think about some movies you've watched that might have had some pretty sexy scenes in them. Um, And this mightn't be like overtly sexual. It mightn't even be a sex scene. So it could be something as simple as, Maybe you watched a movie and there's two people hanging out, um, talking and laughing together and they're up all night. Maybe that might have felt really exciting for you. And if it does, that means your core desire might be about connection or having fun with your partner. There really are no rules. They don't have to be super kinky or super sexual things. That said, they definitely might be. Um, So for me, uh, when I did this exercise, I thought of, I don't know if you guys have seen Swordfish. It's like John Travolta movie from early 2000s, I think. Um, Anyway, there's this scene in it that I, like I was young when I watched this movie, but I was like, hello, during this scene. Um, There's a scene where the main actor, 
Um, what's his name? Hang on, I've got to look it up. Swordfish. 2001. Oh, Hugh Jackman. Wow, I did not realize that was Hugh Jackman. Anyway, there's a scene in Swordfish where Hugh Jackman is... He needs to hack into something or do something on a computer and it's a test that John Travolta is putting him through. So he's trying to do this test, this task on the computer, some kind of coding thing. I can't remember what it was exactly. But as an added challenge, um, is it Halle Berry maybe? Hang on. (laughs) I've got to know now. I just closed the window. Halle Berry, yes. I'm pretty sure it's her character. She ends up giving Hugh Jackman head under the table while he's trying to hack into this thing on the computer. And she's really good at it. And he's really trying to concentrate on what he's doing, but it's very difficult for him because obviously she's doing a great job and that's feeling really good. And I remember seeing this scene and being like, oh my God, this is, this is so sexy. So having a bit of a think about my core desires and and the feelings that are in that scene that I'm finding really, really sexy. Um, I think the big one is that it's, it's almost competitive. Like she's so good at what she's doing that he, he can't control himself. Like he can't, he, he can't think about anything else because of how good it feels. And that to me feels really validating. I love being, being good at sex. I love giving pleasure and I love hearing my partner enjoy themselves. And this is kind of the ultimate version of that. Right. Um, but I think for me, there's also a little bit of my being used, being degraded kink in there. Um, because of the, the way that that scene is set up. So he's at a, at a computer desk, I think. I haven't seen this in a long time, so I apologize if I'm a bit hazy on the details, but I think he's at a desk and he's on the computer and she's under the desk. So he can't even see her. Um, So he's trying to concentrate on something else and she's not really a person in that scene. She's like a pleasure bot basically. Um, And it makes me think about, there's a, something I really like to do with Slade. Sometimes when we're, we're fucking and, if it's like doggy style, I'll be bent over. And um, I love it when like he'll be put some porn on his phone and he like sits the phone on my butt, the top of my butt and is watching porn while he's banging me. Um, and I love it. I, I love like that feels very um, like he's literally just using me as a, an instrument of pleasure while he's watching someone else or watching something else which feels very degrading, right? I'm like, as a person, don't even exist. It's purely about my body providing him pleasure. So that really works for me. Anyway, now you know some more really intimate details about my sex life. But I want to share this stuff because I feel like a lot of you out there might be listening and going, hey, that that sounds fun. I want to try that. Or you might be thinking, wow, that's super weird. But now that I've heard an explanation, I can understand why someone might enjoy that. So hopefully my oversharing stories like this is doing some good and adding to a more sex positive world. That's really the point. Um, I might leave it on that note. 
hopefully you enjoy having a think about what your core desires might be. Um, and that might spark some creativity and some fantasies or some role plays that are going to be really fun for you down the line. All right. As always, play safe, have fun, and I will catch you next time. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on Fet is Harley Rabbit, or one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink.